Hi, this is Tom Field, Editorial Director with Information Security Media Group. We're talking today about business and banking. We're talking with Kevin Cummings, President and CEO of Investors Savings Bank. Kevin, thank you so much for joining me today. Good morning, Tom. It's a pleasure to be here. Now, again, I want to talk with you about business and banking today. But first, how about you tell us a little bit about yourself, your institution, and your role with the bank? Good, Tom. Uh, Tom, I had a, a former career with uh, KPMG, Pete Morrow, Mitchell & Co. When I started, I had a 26-year career there. I was a partner, and I serviced the, uh, the banking community here in New Jersey. I worked on most of the major banks in New Jersey, and then later in my career, I moved into the New York City office uh, and worked on uh, clients such as Citibank, uh, Deutsche Bank, Bankers Trust, and others. Uh, I worked on Valley National Bank, uh, Provident, Hudson City, took them public in 99, and uh, spent a lot of time uh, on the old UJB slash Summit Bank. So I got a good feel for the, uh, the industry here in New Jersey. And, you know, just by a stroke of good luck, on March 17th, uh, six years ago, uh, I got a call from uh, one of my former partners who's in the executive search business, and investors was looking for a uh, COO. And he, uh, Terry Gallagher was the fellow's name, and he asked me, uh, would, you be uh, would you be interested in the job? And I said, you know, I, I might be, you know, because I was doing a lot of traveling, uh, spending time in, in, in Europe, and it was a, a change of career that uh, I jumped out to the opportunity and have never looked back, and it's been the most exciting six years of, uh, of my life since then. You know, Tom, I, I made partner uh, in 1989, uh, and that was the last, uh, you know, financial crisis we had in the early 90s. And I made CEO, became CEO of this company in, uh, at the beginning of last year, January 1st, uh, 2000, 2008, and if I go to any other industry, short that stock, because my timing is, hasn't been so good as far as getting a big promotion. Kevin, as you look at the year in terms of banking and security priorities, information security, what would you say your top agenda items are to tackle in 2009? Well, I mean, it's, all, it's not just this year, it's every year. You know, security, uh, you know, customer assurances and, and, and security are, are one of our top issues. Uh, one, it's getting a lot more regulatory play, uh, and, and it's getting a lot of more press with the advancement of the Internet. Uh, security uh, is a high priority at, at all banking institutions, not just investors. And I think you need to partner with your vendors, uh, uh, get good people down in the technology area. Uh, just this past year, uh, we always had a security officer, but now we have an information securities officer, and we made that a vice president position. And that is separate from the, our technology group. It's a separate position with a separate staff, and they're working to, to maintain the high level of security you know, for our customers. It, it's, it's very important for our customers to know that this is a high priority at the bank. Now, we've heard a lot over the last six or eight months about the differences between Wall Street and Main Street and, and how they've, they've weathered the recession. What would you say have been the biggest impacts of the economy on your institution and your customers? Yeah. Well, 
you know, one of the things, I just want to make this point. I was just down at the uh, ABA conference down in Washington, D.C. this week. And when you step back and you see all the troubles and the uh, the bad press that the bankers or the banking industry is getting, uh, a very small percentage of the 8,500 banks have received the uh, TARP money, the government money. And I think it's actually uh, just about 2%. 98% of the banks in the uh, country have not received the uh, the, uh, the talk money. But having said that, at first, a year ago, starting with the countrywide in 2007, and then translating through the, the Bear Stearns in March of 2008, and then the Lehman Brothers AIG debacle in, 2000, in, in October, it has moved from a financial crisis, a Wall Street crisis now, to a old-fashioned uh, recession, where unemployment is going to impact you know the performance of, of banks going forward. Uh, if you look at what I, one of the things I look at in the industry is how the credit card companies are doing, because the credit card companies have a ton of data, and they have a ton of historical data through the recent recessions in 2001 and and back in the early 90s, and and they can see firsthand. I think they're a leading indicator of how this economy is going to go. Uh, because they see all the retail sales and they see how the, you know, the general consumers are paying their bills month in and month out. So what we're going to see over the next 18 months is higher unemployment, uh, an old-fashioned recession. It hasn't really, it's going to hit the commercial real estate as, as the, you know, the retail malls get hit, you know, with, with, uh, slowing sales or declining sales. And we're bracing ourselves for uh, a tough uh, 12 to 18 months, and hopefully it'll bottom out in a, a year from now, and we'll start to improve over the over the course of next year. Probably see, seeing a recovery in the latter part of 2010. So, Kevin, given what we've seen and what you just described very well, how is Investors Savings Bank different today, if at all, from say two years ago before all of this happened? Well, I tell you, uh, investors is on a journey and and we've uh, changed this bank tremendously over the last six years uh, we use the term evolution not revolution uh, in 2005 we did one of the largest IPOs in the history of the thrift industry and we're on a journey to change the, our bank from a, a uh, uh, almost a fixed income fund because the majority of our assets in 2003 were in securities to a to a thrift with a, a mortgage-based uh, loan portfolio to a commercial bank that will serve be a full-service bank serving the New Jersey communities. Uh, over the past two years, over the past three years, we've started a commercial bank, a commercial real estate group, and, and today we have a commercial business group, and we've created a billion-dollar bank over that period of time. Uh, we've grown over the last 18 months, uh, over the last 15 months, from 5.8 billion to almost seven and a half billion dollars at the end of March, and it's uh, it's a good growth story. It's a good uh, change in in direction, change in culture, uh, and we've been working very hard to uh, to become more bank-like, to serve, to become a full-service bank serving the uh, New Jersey communities. So, Kevin, tell me about your customer base. What's it like now, and what do you think it might look like in another five years? Yeah, traditionally, uh, you know, we were a, almost a, a mom and pop thrift 
serving only the uh, consumer base. Three years ago, we did not have business checking. So over the past three years, we've gone out, hired commercial bankers. Uh, we have a, a, a commercial lending group of, uh, of 12 to 15 uh, uh, lenders. We've hired business development offices that service the uh, business communities that work with our branch managers, going out on business calls to the uh, business community. We've created a, a, what we call a centers of influence group, uh, individuals that just work with lawyers and attorneys. So we've moved from strictly a consumer base to a uh, more bank-like uh, base, and over the next, in the future, this will become more uh, important to our business. Right now, it might be you know 10 to 15 to 20 percent of our business. We'd like our the business uh, group to be you know 30 or 40 percent of our business going forward. We want to be a full-service bank. We want to be the largest bank headquartered in New Jersey that serves the business community and, and serves the, uh, the general New Jersey communities. Now, how big a part of your operations right now would you say are Internet or mobile banking? At being a community bank right now, uh, we haven't made uh, that much of a significant investment in that mobile banking type uh, scenario. We do have telephone banking. We do have uh, uh, Internet bill pay and those products. Uh, uh, we also have the uh, the uh, off-site deposit uh, taking uh, uh, remote, what we call remote deposit. And uh, so we're offering all, all, all of the products, but moving into the mobile and, uh, and doing some of the things on, t on the Internet, we're in a transition because, you know, one could argue that uh, we're catching up a little bit in, in our transition to a full-service com community bank. So we're, we want to do the basic things first and do them very well to we, to, to before we move into the mobile banking uh, arena. So it's we got to walk before we run. We're a conservative group, and uh, we're rolling out our products in, in a timely way. For example, uh, 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 investment management. A lot of people, insurance sales. Uh, we're not moving into that area yet because... Our sales force is such that we're we're training them to, to sell basic uh, banking products at this time, and we'll we'll get into those products whether through acquisition or or, or through de novo as, as we move forward. Now, tell me you told me about this customer base that you envision. What do you think you need to do to be able to attract and serve that customer base as you grow? It's three things: people, people, people. We got to hire relationship management managers. Uh, and, and leaders in, in the community. Uh, one of the things I tell our branch managers and our sales force is we have to be leaders that serve, not self-serving leaders. And we have to, like if we have a foundation, if we get involved with a charity or a local group, we're not just going to cut a check. We're going to become involved in that organization and make a difference in the communities that we serve. On, on, the, on the community banking side, on, on banking and everything, and, and, and any scale, it's all about relationships. And we want to hire high-quality people uh, that, that want to live our core values. And the most important, we, we got the four C's, our core values. It's character, commitment, cooperation, and community. And the most important one is character, and we want to hire people that are strong leaders that want to work in their communities and go the extra mile for their customers. 
Kevin, one group I want to ask you about is the, the sort of younger, up-and-coming population. And I hear a lot of banks talk about wanting to develop this customer base, but don't necessarily have a strategy for that. And I'm wondering how you folks are going to tackle it. Well, I, I think it's, it's certainly the Internet is going to be a, a, a greater force as you uh, try to attack the, uh, the younger group. I have my, my daughter is 23 years old, and, and she does most of her banking through the Internet. Uh, and, and I think, quite frankly, that, that is going to be a tool over time where, where you, uh, you know, attract those type of, uh, of, of demographics. Now, having said that, it's a great opportunity. I think as you change, as we go through this change process, it's a great opportunity because we're not attached to any, any, any type of brand. We're creating our brand as we move along. And I think, uh, at least from the responses that I get, as we all open up new branches or we do acquisitions, uh, we're bringing an energy level to the community that is, is new and fresh. And I think that will attract that younger demographic as time goes on. I think having a, an energy level, showing good leadership, that doesn't, you know, if you're 20, 30, or 60, I don't think that matters. People appreciate. I get the comment very, very often. We just did a grand opening in Morristown, and two of the customers came up to me and said, you know, you guys don't act like bankers. And having spent 26 years as a CPA, I want to bring that energy level and be a different bank, a different bank that makes a difference in the communities that they serve. That's well said. Kevin, shift gears a little bit. I want to talk a little bit about the new administration. We hear an awful lot about the attention they're paying to the financial services industry, and we get rumblings that there's regulatory reform coming. From your perspective, looking at what you know, the early signs from this administration, what kind of regulatory reform do you envision? Well, I think certainly uh, the regulators are going to get more power. Like when you think back, let's just think back 20 years ago. Uh, there was a thing called FIREA and FIDICIA, the FIDICIA Act, the Federal uh, FDIC Improvement Act that came through in the early 90s. That was a result, you know, and it's typical, you know, government you know, reaction. For the sins of a few, many will suffer. And when you think that only 2% of the banks in this country are receiving the top money, of which the top money, I hope people understand, is an investment. It's not money spent. It's money that was borrowed, and then the government borrowed the money and then gave it to the banks as an investment and is, char and is being paid a return on that investment. And we'll get warrants in the future. But what's happening with, from the regulatory front is I think we're going to see a systemic uh, regulator, maybe, maybe the Federal Reserve, and then that will really monitor the top 25 uh, banks, and, and they will work closely in concert with you know, the, its European counterpart, the UK counterpart, to control the systemic risk in these organizations so that we don't have a, a uh, Lehman Brothers or an AIG or a Fannie Mae or a Freddie, Freddie Mac. And I think what we have to do is get out of the blame game and get into the solution game. Some of the rhetoric coming out of Congress is a little bit harsh, and I think we got to start looking at for solutions to, to manage the risk and, and not just be blaming, you know, the executives or, 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 the, or the, uh, the companies that got into this mess. If you look at this mess, it was really, it really started in the subprime market that quite frankly 
Freddie and Fannie, two government-sponsored en entities, were the uh, were the principal players in that business. Now, having said that, I don't think the government wants to nationalize the banks. I think it really wants to, you know, get out of this situation, get banks lending to to improve the economy and 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 get get people back to work and 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 just have a general uh, recovery. Now, I get the sense that Can I answer your question. It does, and it, it, it okay. just uh, inspires a follow-up because I get the sense that banking customers read about TARP, they read about so-called bailout, they read about nationalization, and I expect they're expressing their opinions to you quite a bit. What are you hearing from your customers on these topics? Well, when we talk to a customer, one of the first things I say, some, I, don't, I, I, I say it humbly, but we did not take the TARP money. We're a well-capitalized bank. Your money is safe with us. Uh, we have one of the best, we have the real uh, tangible uh, common equity, which is a new term, because top money is considered equity, but it's not tangible common equity. We have one of the best tangible common equity ratios in the, in the nation. And our, our ownership uh, uh, structure is such that we're only 40% public. We, we're still owned 60% by our mutual holding company. So we have the ability to raise additional monies if we so chose, and, and we don't need it. But we have a, a, a wealth of capital. So the message to my customers is you're in a safe bank. We have money to lend. Uh, we've grown our portfolio over a billion eight over the past 12 months. And, and we're a growing bank. And, and, and in fact, we're, we're, we're involved in an acquisition that we expect to close in, uh, in June where we're picking up five branches, American Bank in Essex County. Uh, five beautiful branches we're picking up in in that area, and it it, it fits our footprint very nicely. And uh, we're looking, you know, to, to evaluate any other some future acquisitions from time to time if the pricing is right. Okay. Kevin, one last question so for you. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Tom, in this area, you know, again, it's you know, we have our four C's that we talk about, our core values, but it's 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 really uh you know. You know, two C's right now. It's capital and credit, and credit quality is, is is very important to the banks, very important to our customers, and the capital and the strength of this organization is very important to our customers. So, Kevin, one last question for you. You, you talked about um, you know the rhetoric that we're hearing from Congress right now. Well, let's say you have an opportunity to speak to Congress and you could give advice to this administration. What would you tell them? that we can have safe, sound banks, we can restore customer confidence by? By what? What would do the trick? Uh, well, one, and, and I don't mean this in a derogatory way, but acting like an adult, be responsible, don't spend more money than you have, and get people back to work. If, if the stimulus program, I think, is, is necessary, but we can't bankrupt our future. The whole problem here, the whole economy, is going through a deleverage process. If you talk to your, uh, you know, talk to consumers, talk to customers, basically people want to get out of debt. We have the aging of the baby boomers. They're worried right now because their 401k plans are 201k plans. We're in a period of deleverage, and I don't think the government is is doing the right thing by taking on too much debt. It has to balance the the need to put stimulus into the economy, uh, but also they have to balance the uh, the fact of becoming, you know, debt-ridden and bankrupting—not bankrupting the country, but put, 
putting too much of a burden on future generations. So it's a delicate balance uh, where where I think uh, it's going to take some real leadership uh, to make some of those tough decisions. And I think some of it is playing to the uh, to the populist movement that uh, you know just spend money. But on the other hand, it, I think we have to be more focused and try to do the right thing, even though it might be unpopular. Kevin, that's well said. You've been a great spokesperson this morning. Well, thank you, Tom. I appreciate the time, and uh, I hope you have a great day. We've been talking to Kevin Cummings, President and CEO of Investors Savings Bank. For Information Security Media Group, I'm Tom Field. Thank you very much. <laughs>